How was your Christmas? so gracious and so faithful to us that he has enabled us to see the last Sunday of the year. In a year we have 52 Sundays and God has been so faithful for us to see the 52nd week or Sunday. And I believe when we started the year Every one of us, we had aspirations, we had things that we were, we were saying, this year I have to do this. As the year was starting, everyone had a goal. I, I think even some of us took a notebook and wrote something they want to accomplish. And today is the last Sunday. And soon the year will be over. How many of us have accomplished what they wrote? How many of us have not done what they wanted to do this year? Next year is still there. <laughs> My text today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8, 9, and 10. It will be a bit of a discussion. So be careful, I might ask you a question. Or I might make you think a bit. But to start with, I know you are expecting me to say Happy New Year. But I want to say Happy Old Year to each and every one of you. Now, the text that I want us to read is from Ecclesiastes. Chapter 7, verse 8, and it says, verse 8 only, are we there? Okay, can we all read that? One, two, go. The end, let's read. The end of a matter is better Wow. That is the first verse we are going to have. Put it off, Pastor. I'll let you do another one in a while. Have you fulfilled God's purpose this year? Did you desire and pleased God daily this year? Have you done your survey on your personal attitudes concerning God's redemptive acts of the past, his promises for the future, and have they been of any effect to your life today? Don't answer me, answer yourself. And today I want us to identify ways God acts and his promises are to affect or to affect our attitudes on how we are to conduct ourselves on daily basis. Now, coming to the end of year, and also starting another year, 
For those who will be buying the newspapers tomorrow, I believe they will be showing us the reviews of what has happened in the whole whole year. For those who are watching TVs, they might give us the highlights of what is happening in the whole year. We as church, our pastors just asked us, what was the vision or the theme of this year? And we answered, have you reviewed how the church has expanded this year? Maybe a great year, great things have happened. Maybe you graduated, like our pastor here. I got their diploma certificate in ministry. Like most of us, we graduated and we got our membership certificates. And by the way, congratulations to those who got that. Others got new jobs, like my friend Chris White. To some of us, it was a bit a rough year. And to others, we are full of regrets. But I want to tell you one thing. The end is better than the beginning. Don't be worried that the whole year has been full of things that you didn't want. But thank God. Because now you are at the end. And the end is going to be the best. It's going to make a special thing in your life that will treasure. And will always testify because... We want to see what is going to happen in few hours' time. And so the word that we've read is a bit of a proverb. Most of us, maybe we've gone for holidays. Maybe we've been in school. Maybe others have been sick and operated. And I believe when you're about to go for an operation, you're always worried. But after the operation, do you wish to go back? No. The pain is gone. You are healed. You're feeling better. You thank God. So it was a hard thing that you went. But at the end of it, it was a great thing. And that's how the end is said to be better than the beginning. In about 37 or so hours, how many hours are we remaining until we get into the new hours? I think that 7, that 8, somewhere there. What is going through your mind? Are you regretting about the past opportunities? Or maybe have you made a lot of mistakes that you wish you are given another time of this year to change those mistakes? Let's read what the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10. And it says, Do not say, why were the old days better than this? For it is not wise to ask such questions. It is not wise to dwell in the past for good or bad. Think about it. Would you really want to repeat 
you are fresh year of 2018 again? Do you want to go through it? Maybe you went for a trip. Would you really want to repeat the trip again? Yes. <laughs> Maybe you went under an operation. Would you like to go for the operation again? Our trials will pass. But God and his promises will never pass. And one thing I want to say, it is time for us as Christians to praise on. I remember when we were in Sunday school, we used to sing a song that we used to say, I am praising on, I am praising on, I am praising on, I'm praising on to the higher not. Press on! If ending is better than beginning, then we as Christians, we need to press on to the end. And let me tell you, at times, completion is better than beginning. For example, for most of us, we have been having children, or most of us have been in school, and when we are struggling with reading and studying and uh, doing the revision when we are about to do the exam, we just feel so stressed. And I always say, when one is just about to do the exam, that's the best time to become a genius. But immediately after you do the exam, the mind goes blind. And then afterwards, graduation comes. And then we see you wearing the gown and walking. Maybe some of us, they look at work. And we come and we bring you presents. How many of us enjoy seeing graduation parties? I believe everyone enjoys that. So during graduation, everyone is happy. The graduates are happy. The lecturers are happy. The teachers are happy. The parents and relatives and friends are all happy. Because you have passed the exam. But when you are struggling to do the exam, no one was there for you. You are doing the revision alone. The end is better than the beginning. Let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 to 16. It talks about Abraham as an example. He was looking for a city whose architect and builder was God. Don't put that verse. Uh, you can just put the verse, but we are, we are not going to read it for people to write. So everything was eventually in ruins. And only God could build the city with true foundations. Abraham welcomed God's promises from a distance because he, feel, he felt fulfillment would be better after their lifetime. Maybe true for us, when the end comes, we shall inherit the eternal kingdom. 
sang and said, This world is not my home. How does that song go? This world is not my home. I'm just a pastor. Ladies, I'm surprised you don't know how to sing. <laughs> Everything you see in this world is corrupted by sin. But God will redeem his creation. And he will redeem us. When we check again in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 6 to 8, it tells us a verse that I think almost every one of us knows it. I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished the the race. Four, six to eight. In future, a crown of righteousness is laid. Not only to me, but all but also to all who love their appearing. The end is better than the beginning. Now, I want to give an, an illustration. Uh, I don't know how many of us have ever seen a cow giving birth. Have you seen a cow giving birth? So, when the cow gives birth to the cow, the cow stands out so helpless, it can't even move, it can't even stand by its own, and the, the cow doesn't want to care. Have you ever seen a cow holding the cow like a baby, the way we do hold our babies? Never! And the cow has to struggle for itself. So the cow pushes the cow with its mouth, and when we are watching that, we feel like this cow is not fair. It's doing something that is not worthy. But after some time, the cow feels the cow feels a bit uncomfortable because every time the mother is pushing it, and so it struggles to stand. Starts the first time and falls. Second time, third, maybe four to five times. But after some time. It manages to stand by itself. And then what happens? After three to four, five to six hours, the calf is able to stand by its own. It's able to run. It's able to look for the milk. And when it wants, it wants to suck the milk from the mother, the mother tries to hide the breast. And so forces the calf to run. And that's how the calf gets to know how to run. And within no time, you, you start seeing the calf running every now and then with the tail out. Why? Because the calf is exacted. He has really struggled, but now he has realized, oh, so standing feels like this. Oh, so I can stand on myself. In other words, At first, it might look very tough for you in life. 
But the book of James 1 2 tells us that we should consider it all joy when we encounter various trials. And I believe no one likes trials, no one likes challenges. By the way, if problem was a person and it comes through that door and says, Here I am, problem, who wants me? I'm very sure. I might be on the only person to be left here. All of us will be running. No one wants problems. And the verse tells us that blessed is the man who perseveres all trials once he has been approved and he will receive the crown of life. I believe the year might have been full of challenges. Maybe you came to a place that you felt, oh, I need to just give up. I will not make it. The doctor tells you you have to do this, and you feel, no, I can't do this. But after some time, you realize it wasn't that tough. The doctor gave me that thing, or that advice, although it was a tough one, but it was for my own benefit. And that is why it has helped you to be strong, and most of us as Christians, when we are having challenges, that is when we want to be closer to God. Literally, are we fighting a good fight? Are we having a good struggle? Are we forgetting what lies behind? And are we pressing forward? to what lies ahead. This is what Paul tells us, that don't dwell on the past, whether it was good or bad. Don't ask why the former days were better than this. We need to move forward from the past. We need to press toward the future. And we need to know we have to live today. So this proverb, or this verse that I had, the text, is going to help us to live in the present. It's going to help us to, and uh, it is going to help us and also give us the right perspective of life, whereby we are going to see the life in the between time. The past is gone, and no one can change the past. Because it's already history. <clears throat> and what is going to determine your life? You have it in your hand today. It might be the last day, the last Sunday, tomorrow will be the last day of the year. But today and tomorrow you can make this year be the best year of your life. Because we want to change our present, not our past. And in the future, we are going to get into the fulfillment of God's promises. Now, I want to give you the three categories of the past, present, and the future listed in the Bible. And this is according to what Paul's perspective wrote. 
in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, when you read uh, verse 4 to 5, Uh, no, when you read Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 10, it talks about the past. In spite, in spite of the struggle, don't think that you are going to be destroyed. And in verse 10, it tells us to have life of Jesus through dying with him. Now, in the present, it is in verse 16 to 18, whereby it shows us about the outer man who is decaying. I believe every one of us, we were born as little children. And we grew up. And as we are growing up, the outer man is decaying. We were not born with the gray hair. But now it's coming out. Others, even the gray hair is going. And we are having another bound. We were not born with ringles. Anyway, I was born black. But I was not born with glasses. So as age advances, some things also change. Your vision might change. Your hearing might also change. Your walking style might change. For example, if I ask Dennis, that shows come. You'll be in trouble. But good one. Now, I'm going to use this brother because I know he will not get annoyed. When he was born, I'm very sure he was not born with two glasses. <laughs> Am I speaking the truth? Why you born with two glasses? But now he cannot read the Bible without the glasses. He cannot drive without the other glasses. I am very sure when Dennis was born, he was not walking like this. Can you walk up to there and back? Were you, did you walk like that when you were being uh, when you are a small child, maybe two months? Can you can you try to, uh, to show us how you used to walk when you were two months? <laughs> no months. <laughs> and then some of us, even the teeth get out. Others even go to get artificial teeth or false teeth, as you might call them. <coughs> others, we have other things that we cannot actually see, but they are not, you are not born with them. Because the outer man is doing what? It's decaying. Now, the Bible says, the inner man is renewed day by day. The inner man is getting stronger. He's not getting weaker. And I want to give you a very good example. And I hope you will just excuse me. When we come to church, most of us, and we have our reverend around, and it is sharing time, everyone who wants to share, we always look 
share. Because his inner man is always strong and strong. And he always has wonderful message to give us. He has a wonderful word for each and every one of us to pass, to get to know. He always speaks words that are of blessing to us. And I believe each and every one always wants to hear what our reverend is going to share. Because we've seen the inner man in him growing and being strong. And I believe each and every one of us, we would wish at one time we get to the age he is. So our Lord is renewing our inner man day by day. And the last one is the future. Mortality will be swallowed up by fire. Our weaknesses, our death, it will all be overtaken and swallowed by life. Okay. This perspective determines how we are to live in the present. Life is not meant to be lived in the past. But in most cases, the past shapes us. But that's not where we want to live. The future shapes our lives. That's not what we want to live. Life is meant to be lived in the present. You don't want to be shaped by what has been happening in the past. Neither do you want to be shaped by what is going to happen in the future. But you want to be shaped by what is happening in the present. And so for today, we need to have the ambition to please God, to be holy in our minds and actions, and to have that intimate relationship and to imitate our Christ. Let us persuade men of their sins and the need for Christ. Let us not keep to ourselves but engage our neighbors. And in the end, this is what you will hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Isn't that what everyone wants to hear at the end of this life? So, my last word to you today is this. A good preacher finishes three times, so this is the second time. <laughs> if you do not repent, change your life. If you are not baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, if you do not accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior and imitate him, the end will be worse, much more worse than the beginning. If you have done this, well done. Then, take encouragement from this verse that we've read. End is better than beginning. The beginning started with God's promises. The end is the ultimate fulfillment of our faithful God's promises. We can live in the present assured that God is faithful. So both Christians and non-Christians, 
we all have some guarantees. For cowardly and believing abominable, be sure you shall be drawn to the lake of fire, as the book of Revelation 21 verse 8 says. If you have not become a believer by obeying the gospel, if cowardly, afraid to stand up as a Christian, you do not want to suffer the second death. But be faithful in face of death. He who overcomes not be hurt by second death. For the faithful overcomers not, should not ever be worried of death. The faithful who are ready are those who not only obey the gospel, but have the ambition in day-to-day -day life to please God and persuade men. What does God want us to be able to do in the present? He wants us to please him from today, not from tomorrow. Maybe the whole of this year there are things that you've done that have not pleased God. The word of God is telling us from today, let us change our ways and please him. God does not want us to merely sit around and passively wait for the future fulfillment of his promises. He does not want us to sit around and celebrate his victories of the past. He wants us both past and future to shape our lives for the faithfulness, service and commitment to him and his mission in the present. As we end the year, I know you might have not achieved much. I might not have achieved much. But I want to say, don't be worried about what you have not accomplished this year. Be happy and end the year in style. As we are about to start the new year, this is the best time to make the change of what is about to be done in this year. You can change what you've not done this year by only pleasing God and having that intimate relationship with him and starting afresh with the Lord and be ready to live in the present pleasing the Lord. It's not about the end of the year, it's about waiting upon the Son of God. And so with that I say, Happy Old Year, Happy New Year. Let us end the year inside, accomplish what the Lord has given us, let us be ambitious for the Lord. May the Lord bless you all. Amen. So we can rock on into 2019, Gaza. Yep. And um, capitalise on the things we've done maybe not so well this year and um, and okay and um, and so we can use our past to affect our future which will give us a good present Helen wants me to pray okay okay Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing upon everybody today.
everybody here, everybody present, and even also our friends and relatives, people we love and cherish. We pray, Lord, that as um, 2018 draws to a close, uh, we pray thankfulness, Lord, for being with us throughout the year. And we look forward also, Lord, to um, receiving blessings that you have for us as 2019 unfolds. And not only the blessings that you have for us, but I pray also, Lord, that each of us will be a blessing to you in uh, regard to acts of obedience that in regards to things that you ask us to do and uh, commands and instructions. Lord, let us be a blessing to you. We pray you will also be a blessing to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.